welcome to Bad Batching, a live debt podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Um, and we're going to be looking at the first episode of the new animated series, The Bad Batch. Uh, in just a second, once I can remove this cat from my knee. Oh, she has gone. So, happy May the 4th to everyone. Lily, I am talking to the masses. Sorry. Anyway, so happy May the 4th, everyone. I hope you've had a great Star Wars day. Um, mine was pretty chilled. Uh, wasn't at work. Um, dropped, uh, dropped my daughter off at preschool. Watched The Bad Batch. Absolutely loved it. Uh, did some bits and pieces. Picked up my daughter from preschool. We then sat and watched some Star Wars clips, which was pretty fun. And uh, then once my wife got home and her and my daughter went to bed, I rewatched Bad Batch, and I also watched that Star Wars diorama thing that was on Disney Plus, where they fly over like Star Wars planets, which was pretty cool. And I also watched that new Simpsons um, short, but I'm not here to talk about the Simpsons. I'm not here to talk about. Planet Flyers, I'm here to talk about The Bad Batch. So, the first episode, of course, came out on May the 4th. Um, I've been pretty... I want to say I've like been incredibly vocal about how much I didn't want The Bad Batch to come out. Um, but I had expressed a lack of interest. Um, Mainly because I was not a fan of their arc in the Clone Wars. Um, like, I found... Like, I watched the original, uh, the animatics that uh, were on the Star Wars website. And, yeah, I mean, you know, sure, the animation is loose <laughs> um, at best. But, you know, the story was there. And... I wasn't a big fan of the story. I didn't really... I was like, I didn't really care about uh, the Bad Batch themselves. Um, and, you know, okay, it's an elite group of clones who... Kind of, one's like Stallone. <laughs> you know, one's kind of got a... Well, if you think about it, like, and, and I said, thing I said this when I was uh, doing the, I've got a cat tail up my neck, um, when I was doing the Clone Wars episodes uh, last year, and, like, it is the Ninja Turtles in space, and, you know, there was, I didn't really feel like the, the, the team wasn't amazing, I didn't really get you know it didn't click with me um but you know I and I you know I said I've said uh, recently to I think it was on Twitter said I said like um you know I was really getting pumped for um the announcement of the Rebels sequel series uh that had been long rumored and uh some Star Wars scoopers had been talking about it quite a bit, and they were saying, look, we're going to get an announcement soon. We're going to get this announcement this week. 
for the Rebels sequel series, and what we got was the Bad Batch, and I'm like, mm, yeah, you guys, scooping ain't your thing, really, um, but, you know, we, so we got the announcement trailer, and I was like, mm, and then we got the, tra- the, uh, official trailer, was it last month, and, and I watched it, and I was like, mm, okay, but, you know, I thought, you know what, it's May the 4th, um, it's out, you know, I can give it a go, I can watch it, and, you know, I can either say, right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm invested, so I will do a podcast series, or I wasn't keen, I'll write a review on the blog, and, you know, I'll probably watch it, but won't invest much time in it, and as you can tell, because you're listening to this, I enjoyed it, um, was it, like, the greatest, uh, Star Wars animated thing I've seen, no, but that's going to be hard to top, uh, well, you know, of course, my, you know, my, my top, my top Star Wars animated Anything has got to be the um, Siege of Mandalore arc and the Twilight of the Apprentice. And, um... right, my cats are like really like they're running the emotions high tonight. Will you stop growling? People can hear you. Yeah? Okay. I don't think that'll have worked, but we'll see. Um... And Family Reunion and Farewell, you know, those are like my top Star Wars animated content. Lily, stop growling at him. He sits there. He he sleeps on there. That is his spot. Lily. Oh, my God. She is so growly tonight. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. So, no. um, It's not my favourite Styles animation, but it is really good, and you know it it gives us a really solid opening. It it lays the groundwork, and I think I don't think that we could actually ask for much more. Um, it did surprise me. It did shock me uh, in a couple of moments. I mean, my I mean the opening when. They <laughs> the Bad Batch basically turn up and save Depa Balaba and Caleb Doom. Um, you know, it's like, okay, that was not expected. Um, I mean, their appearance in the Clone Wars, um, season seven, even though it'd been like shown in the trailer, you know, seeing them on there was pretty cool. So having them turn up in here. In, in this series, in this episode, was just brilliant. And the fact that they got Freddie Prince Jr. to come back to play young Kanan, I was like, oh, they did it. They did so good. Um, I did, I you know, I, I kind of, you know, I was going into it saying, this is really cool, you know, we've got Depp of Library, we've got Caleb Doom, this is, this is, this is nuts. And then... You know, you hear, like, kind of things happening and the droids are kind of like, oh, what's that? And then suddenly you get the the wrecking ball manoeuvre. 
that we saw in uh, Clone Wars Season 7. And I just chuckled because I was like, okay. And out come the Bad Batch and they do their thing. And, you know, they save the day. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we get hit with Order 66. It was like, okay, we know that Order 66 is going to happen because the clones are still fighting with the Jedi. But the fact that we actually saw this moment from um, the Kanan comic books, uh, I mean, I haven't read them yet, but I've seen, like, the panels and stuff of that moment where, you know, Depa Balaba's fighting off the um, the clones and she's telling Caleb to run, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had no clue that they were going to integrate that with the Bad Badge. That is nuts. Um... I mean, I don't know if they, if the Bad Batch were in the comic, but, um, you know, to just have it on here, on this, on screen, was just fantastic. I was like, oh my god. And then, and like kind of seeing how Crosshair's kind of having a bit of that, um, bit of like the top stuff going on from season six of Clone Wars, where he, um, um, you know, it's like the good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. Um, it's like, oh, okay. Um, I know there have been some spoilers out there saying that Crosshair um, kind of abandons the group and goes to the Empire. But it was like, oh, okay, so he's it's because of his he's got a chip and like er, none of the others do, as we find out throughout the episode. Um the introduction of Omega was like, okay, cute little, uh, cute little kid, um, has a bit of a fangirl crush on the Bad Batch, bit creepy, but okay, um, you know, and everyone's kind of like, oh, is this a Palpatine clone, is this a, a defective clone, and, you know, we do find out in the episode that she is a defective clone, and we we get a couple of hints about it, and one of one of the big hints, where is when Tarkin is talking to uh, the Kaminoans about Clone Force ninety nine, um, and asks how many defective clones there are, and the Kaminoan I can't remember her name, but it begins with an M, an N, um, she turns around and says, oh, there were five defective clones. And it's like, well, there are five defective. Well, there's five members of Bad Batch, but four of them are defective clones, and the other one is, um, you know, kind of like a proto uh, Vader looking kind of thing. So it's like, okay, that was a big hint. And the fact that Omega has this weird. You know, it comes across at first like this fangirl crush on the Bad Batch. But, you know, she's she keeps turning up with them and is like, look, you know, hey, I want to hang out with you. And, you know, we find out it's because they're her brothers. And that is nuts because she is a defective clone. Why is she a defective clone? Well, she is a she. And I'm pretty sure... You could call a 
clone, a female clone of a male host. Defective. Just my thinking there. <laughs> but, you know, so they've, they've kind of thrown a, kind of a wrench into the works there as to, like, kind of what's gone on here then. Um, and I, I, part of me is like, I don't want to know, you know, all I need to know is a defective clone, you know, I don't need there to be a big mystery around her or anything like that. I think she may have some force ability because she seems to know stuff and that was pretty interesting. Um... So, you know, like, the way she kind of knows that Crosshair is angry, you know, she knows he's angry and she knows what he's going to do. Um, and, you know, she tries to talk him out of it, but not so much, probably because she knows that he's going to do it. Um, and, you know, she knows that the Bad Batch are in trouble. She knows that they shouldn't go back when they're sent to Onderon. Um So it's like little things it's like okay there's a mystery around her but i don't want there to be i don't want it to be like um like grogu you know the way that it's like where does grogu come from what's grogu's name who got grogu out the temple you know i don't need to know all these answers like i want these answers for grogu i don't need the answers for omega i think that um you know they're giving us enough about her in this episode, for me to go, right, okay, she's potentially got force abilities, she's a defective clone, I don't need, I, you know, I don't need, like, kind of the reasonings behind all of this, you know, I just want it to be like, this is what it's like, this is it, um, and something else about Omega, that I was like, oh, I wonder who voices her, so I had a look, and it's an actress called Michelle Ang, and I'm like, Oh my god, because I know her, not personally. Billy, come on. She is so growly with JJ tonight, it's really bad. Um, so, I'm like, Michelle Lang, I know her, she was in Neighbours. I remember her in Neighbours. Um, which, and we're going back a long time, okay, I'm showing my age. I know she was in Neighbours. But then I'm like, I also saw her in a TV show called The Tribe, which I was a big fan of when I was like 17 because it was all about dystopian future where parent, where adults were dead and only kids were alive. It was like, oh, okay, interesting. And everyone wore weird, funky makeup. And we're like, hey, look, we're like so cool. But... um. And yeah, she was a main character in that for a good two, three seasons, I think. Um, so I'm like, I know her. That's really cool. And speaking of voicing, voice, voice cast, other than Freddie Prince Jr., Stephen Stanton returning as Tarkin absolutely nails it. And of course he should because he voiced a Tarkin in Clone Wars. And Rebels, so it's good to get him back. And um, one thing that made me chuckle was um, in the credits 
where it comes up like the first the first like kind of cast member comes up is D Bradley Baker as the Bad Batch. And it's like, yeah, you could not have just had like D Bradley Baker's name pop up like <laughs> like for a few frames with each character's name next to it. Even though I think that would have been really funny. Like part of me would love to see that like kind of remember this is again showing my age when in friends i know when courtney cox got married and became courtney cox arquette and in like the first episode of that season they put arquette at the name of all of the other cast members and i'm kind of like thinking something along those like kind of funny kind of thing along those lines with d bradley baker playing each of the bad playing all the bad badge but you know it was funny that it came up like that <laughs> um so speaking of tarkin and actually for the whole thing in general um but especially i noticed on tarkin kind of the level of detail in the animation um is just amazing like if you look at like the close-ups of tarkin in uh this episode like the lines on his face like the way his face looks like he's just this weirdly stylized version he is a full proper stylized version of peter cushing and you can completely see peter cushing in this um character and you know more so than you did in um the clone wars and in rebels you know this is just like the level of the quality of animation uh, that we're getting now. It is just fantastic. And another testament to the level of quality is during the introduction where Tom Kane narrates the um, the opening. Um, we get like Clone Wars style clips from revenge of the sith oh my god that was nuts that was amazing like seeing obi-wan take out the um magna droid kind of getting like chancellor palpatine being taken dragged away by magna droids grievous in the escape pod like pushing all the buttons it was amazing i'm like oh they went there you know, I thought they made Grievous look amazing in that one shot in the, um, in Clone Wars season seven. But no, you've just gone and you know, made that even better. <laughs> um, in this episode, and it's just a two second clip. Um, so yeah, I was like completely floored by that. Like completely wasn't expecting that. Um, so, let's talk about the Bad Batch themselves, the characters. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like, even, like, back when I watched the, and even now when I watched the Clone War, the, the uh, Bad Batch arc the clone wars like there was always something about crosshair that makes me go i'm not sure about this guy i'm there's something not quite right about him but he was part of the team so you kind of accept him but it's the same as like Raphael in the ninja turtles you know he's kind of like the one who always felt like a bit more of the outsider you know a bit more of an attitude um 
I don't know if that was, like, the plan to kind of, like, did they know? I mean, actually, to be fair, they must have had an idea they were going to do the Bad Batch um, series when we got Clone Wars Season 7 for the sole reason that, you know, these these shows take a long time to make, you know. So, you know, Bad Batch was probably already underway uh, when they announced Clone Wars. Um back at San Diego Comic-Con that time. Um, so, you know, there was... So maybe, I don't know if they, they added something in the performance or, or what, um, but, you know, there was just something in part of me that was always, I'm not so keen on this guy, you know. Something's not quite right. Lily, first you're growling, now you're, now you're like affection machine. What is wrong with you? You're like... Okay, okay, have some fuss, have some fuss, you can have fuss. Sorry, people. The cat wants love. Um, so, yeah, Crosshair, I was never really keen on him. And, you know, in this episode, they make it pretty, they do it pretty early on, where you know that there's something not quite right. Um, you know, and the idea, you know, really, it could have gone one of two ways. You know, um, you know, it could either go, right, he's, he's, obviously got some sort of defect in his brain because of this inhibitor chip. Even though we are led to believe that they don't have them, but they find one in him. Um, you know, they could you know try and get it out, like Ahsoka does with Rex. Um, or he defects. And I just think the way they played him, even back in the Bad Batch arc, he was going to do... Sorry, that was one of the cats just skidding across the floor. Like you do. Um, I don't know what is wrong with them tonight. Um, anyway. Yeah, I just I just had this feeling that something wasn't going to be quite right with Crosshair. So it didn't come as a big shock that he defected. The big shock for me, though, came with him defecting so early in the series but because it's a 16 episode series and they've got a few different things that they're going to do um you know maybe they were like right okay we need to put the emotional you know we've got to have this emotional kind of villain thing and you know that's going to be crosshair um kind of i think you know what they did with callus in Rebels, where very early on, he becomes the foil for Zeb, um, because he was one. Of, he was like the guy who gave the order to wipe out the Lasat, or he was part of the part of the operation that wiped out the Lasat people, um, and you know there was that emotional foil for Zeb. Maybe Crosshair is going to be the emotional foil for the Bad Batch team. So that would be interesting to see. Uh, something I really liked was having Saw Gerrera come back. Um, and having the original actor from Clone Wars doing the voice. Rather than bringing back Forrest Whitaker. Because, you know, this is only quite possibly like at most a year after 
he was introduced in Clone Wars, you know, in the chrono- chronolo- chronologically. I can speak English. Um, the You know, chronologically, uh, it's probably about a year after the Onderon campaign. Um, so, you know, he's not going to become Forrest Whitaker overnight. Um, but, you know, he's, he's getting there. He's getting a bit closer. He's kind of got like the, the scars appearing uh, on his face and stuff. So it was kind of cool to see more of a transitional Saw Gerrera. Um, I mean, we know by the time Jedi Fallen Order occurs, you know, he's in the suit. Um, hasn't quite lost his mind. But you know he's he's in the in that kind of like that mech suit thing, that uh, what was it? It was like a well, it's kind of like a very similar suit that Vader to Vader, except you know Vader's was much better and less cobbled together, I guess. Um, but no, it was cool going and seeing him. On Onderon. And leading kind of an early version of the partisan group um, that he has in like in, in Jedi Fallen Order and Rogue One. So, oh, and of course, Rebels when he turns up in that. Um, so yeah, the um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on and say this that the it is also there's very a lot of humor in the in this episode and most of the humor comes from um, Wrecker who as much as like I was like oh god he was a lot he was like quite over the top and stuff in in the Clone Wars um, I find myself becoming more and more endeared to him. In, in this one, especially when he does stuff like when in the beginning when uh, Tech is like saying, "Oh, I think we're going to, I think the Clone Wars are going to be over soon because um, uh, uh, General Kenobi has gone after General Grievous, and if he is destroyed, then you know it's going to bring an end to the war." And when they when they reach Camino and they ask one of the clone troopers what's happened, and he says. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has defeated, um, uh, has defeated General Grievous, and Tech's like, just like I said, and Rick is behind him going, yeah, just like you said, and it's as if he was like, as if Wrecker believes that Tech can predict the future, and he's like, oh, oh, Wrecker, and then when, when they have come back from Underon and been imprisoned and gotten out of the prison, um, they're looking through the stuff, and he's looking for his Tuka doll that um, Omega finds. And he's like, oh, you found my Lola. At the end, he's like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> this is how much I like Wrecker. So when they do their, um, when they have to do, like, the training uh, course, and then Tarkin says, oh, go to live rounds, and Wrecker gets shot. So then at the end, like, after they've completed the... Um, the training course, and they go back into the barracks, and Wrecker is, like, so pissed off that they shot him, and they're, and they're all like, 
you've been shot before. Yeah, but not not in battle. This is different. It's like it was technically a battle. But yeah, there's a lot of little things with Wrecker that make me just go, I love this guy. Um and I can I can see him kind of more and more becoming uh, my favourite character, which I really didn't think would happen. Kind of like when I was rewatching the Bad Batch arc, I was like, oh, for God's sake, Wrecker. Oh, Wrecker. But no, now he's like, now he's up there. He's like, I really like this guy. Um, so that was like, that turned out to be one of my massive takeaways from the... Um, from this episode was was that um so i've actually kind of gone on a lot longer than i thought i would um about this and there's so much more to discuss about bad batch but i'm going to leave that for um more episodes and more to talk about over the next uh 15 episodes we've got 16 episodes of this season um but before I go, um, I would like to direct your attention to um, patreon.com forward slash my styles life dead because the Patreon is back and it's a little different. Um, new tiers. So we've got three tiers currently. Uh, the first tier is um, kind of like a general kind of, uh, it's the general tier that. Um, at three dollars uh, a month um and with that of course you get your you get, uh, thank you in the supporters page um you get a digital copy uh of the uh, my star wars life debt holiday special aka the breaking of a fan that i brought out a couple of years ago um that's still a patreon exclusive so you can only get it by signing up to the patreon um and that was where i watched the uh, star wars holiday special um and did a commentary and then a review um of it so that um that's on there and Coming soon, in the next few weeks, I will be... Uh, thank you to Disney Plus, of course, for this. Uh, now that they have released uh, the 1980s animated series of Ewoks, um, I'm going to be doing uh, a series uh, on Ewok, on the Ewoks cartoon. Uh, so that'll be... Uh, I can't. I haven't decided if it's going to be twenty six episodes or thirteen episodes. There's twenty six episodes in total of the series, uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to double up or, you know, just do one episode. Um, like review one episode of Ewoks per episode of the podcast. I haven't decided that yet. I'm still working on it, but that will be um, first access on the patreon uh i probably quite possibly won't it won't make it out until next year for um uh for on 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 the normal feed um it depends on when bad batch finishes uh and kind of taking time out uh before book of boba fett and mandalorian season three 
So, um, watch this space on that. But that will be Patreon exclusive for at least the rest of this year. Uh, and then after that, uh, it will be there will be a new series that I will do uh, reviews for do episodes for um on there so it's kind of going to be so anything new that comes out will be on the regular feed and then kind of like going back and looking like with um like with ewoks uh that will be patreon exclusive for a time uh before it's released uh into the world but if you want to hear it sooner rather than later, then Patreon is the place to be. So that is your, that is like $3 tier. $5 tier is sponsor a comic review series. So I, on the blog, I review five comic series. Um, the Star Wars run, Darth Vader, Doctor Aphra, High Republic and High Republic Adventures. And this gives, um fans and readers the opportunity to sign up and sponsor a run so they can so for five dollars a month um that will buy one issue of one uh of like one series um and every post for that series of comics will be a dedication to that sponsor um and all of the other perks as I have relayed. Um, and then we have adverts, advert, uh, I can speak English, uh, advertising space on the blog. So what I am offering is um, on every post that comes out, well, on um you know three posts a week generally we do three posts a week so uh at least three times a week um your ad will be on um a blog post and that is thirty dollars a month uh, and for that you basically get uh so twelve um twelve ad spaces a month um and that ad would be a some an image that would be put into the blog post and linked to your site your podcast or profiles whatever you uh you know whatever the sponsor um wants to promote that ad will link to that um so those are the current three tears um and uh so yes head on over to my stars life debt dot no patreon.com forward slash my stars life debt to check that out and of course head on over to the blog at my stars life debt dot com and we're on facebook um facebook.com forward slash life debt blog pod Tumblr, uh, mystarslifedebt.tumblr.com. Um, follow me on Twitter at lifedebtjohnny. And I think that's it. Dottie, stop going crazy. Four cats, brilliant. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. 
I hope you enjoyed the return of the Life Debt Podcast. And without further ado, I get to say it again after so long. Punch it chewing.